Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So last week, we reflected a little bit on the nature of God, on what God is. We spoke about God's transcendence. Do you remember? God is almighty and all-knowing and uh, ever-present. God is inexhaustible and immeasurable. God is way beyond the grasp of our human reason. Yet at the same time, this infinite God took on human form in Jesus, which means that if we want to, We can touch into this power and life of God. We can live from it. And so today I want to talk about how we can do that. I want to reflect today on the fundamental attitude we need if we want to access everything that God wants to give us. We find this attitude on display in the gospel today. You may have noticed today's long gospel, there are actually two parallel stories going on. Did you notice that? It starts with the synagogue official, Jairus. He comes to Jesus and then it switches scenes to the woman who's suffering from the hemorrhage and then it goes back to Jairus and the healing of his daughter. Uh, the scholars talk about this as the Mark and sandwich, right? In this, it's the gospel of Mark uh, and in this play, part of Mark's gospel, we've got one story sandwiched by another story. Today we're going to focus on the, the middle of the sandwich, right? The, 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 the story that's at the middle, which begins with a, a, a bit of a rowdy crowd. Has anyone ever seen a, a pop star being mobbed by their adoring fans? Maybe Taylor Swift or um, Ed Sheeran? You got the picture, right? People full of excitement, and they're like, yeah, they just can't believe it. <laughs> they're screaming and some of them are crying and they're reaching out to touch this famous person as they walk by. Maybe that's been you at one point in your life. Hey, Marie Claire, no? No, it's a point of time, no? <laughs> this is the scene I want you to imagine as we enter into this gospel today. Mark said that Large crowds followed Jesus and they were pressing all around him. You see, by this stage, people were starting to realize that unlike many of the religious leaders, Jesus had real power. He had real answers. He was making a real difference in people's lives. And so everyone seemed to want a piece of him. But Amidst all of that fanfare, all of those people, all of that commotion, there was one woman who stood out from the rest. There was one woman who actually did get a piece of Jesus, and she's our teacher today. She's the one that we want to pay close attention to. Here's what we know about her. We know that she'd been suffering from uh, some kind of constant bleeding for 12 years. And 
This, of course, was not only a source of physical pain for her and probably embarrassment, but even worse would have been the, the, the emotional, the, the, the psychological strain that this would have caused on her life. You see, uh, in the Old Testament law, uh, someone with this kind of condition of, of bleeding uh, meant that they were unclean. And, and so they needed to stay away from everyone else because otherwise they would make others unclean. They would make them ritually impure. So for many years, this woman lived in social isolation. She was alienated from others. And after lockdown, we know exactly what that feels like, don't we? Can you imagine living like that for 12 years? Maybe that's why in this gospel, she's referred to as a woman. That she'd been so alienated that she was forgotten. People didn't even know her name. Now, we also know that over the years, this woman tried really hard to find a solution to her problem, right? She wasn't one of those types that just sat there and wallowed and complained and, you know, poor old me. <laughs> she did everything she could to try and fix the problem. We heard today that she spent all the money she had on medical treatment, but it left her even worse off. Sometimes it's like that in life, isn't it? The harder that we try and solve something ourselves, the worse it seems to get. But what's remarkable about this woman is that she doesn't give up. She doesn't despair. That's the first lesson that we can learn from her. Sometimes when life is hard, especially when it's hard for a sustained period, the temptation can be to give up trying to live our best life, right? Sometimes we can give up on hoping for more. We stop putting ourselves out there. We kind of regress. We, we hide away from others and we try and meet our need uh, for life in other ways like binging Netflix. <laughs> but... This woman, she keeps, even after 12 years, she keeps fighting for life. She knows there's more for her. She doesn't give up, and it's that fight that brings her to Jesus. Now, as we heard today, she didn't know Jesus personally, but she'd heard about the way he was changing people's lives. And here's what's amazing. you know, Even after all of her disappointment over the years, all of her attempts and all of the failures to solve her, her issue, she dares to believe that Jesus can help her. She says, if I can touch even the clothes, even his clothes, I shall be well again. What beautiful faith, huh? She, 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 she knew she didn't even need to ask Jesus for healing, like Jairus and like so many others in the gospel. She said, as long as I touch him, that's enough. What What faith? That's exactly what she does. I can imagine that she probably, I don't know if they had, yeah, they would have had hoodies back then, what do you reckon, Father Cam? Some kind of, like, robe. I reckon she got the robe on, you know, because, you know, she wasn't allowed to come near anyone, right? So she got the robe on, she, and she, she, get, she gets amongst the crowd, she reaches out, and she touches Jesus, and instantly, something within her knows she's healed. Instantly, it says. I've had this experience myself, and I know that many others have too. 
Sometimes when we encounter Jesus, we know instantly that something has shifted within us. Jesus has that power. That even though the situation that we're struggling with may not be fully resolved, internally, we immediately start to experience a new lightness, a new freedom, a peace of the soul. In Jesus, we suddenly find a confidence that everything will be okay, even though on the surface it's not. That's exactly what Jesus goes on to say to this woman. He says, my daughter... Your faith has restored you to health. Go in peace and be free from your complaint. Now, did you hear how Jesus addressed her? My daughter, he says. No longer is she just the woman, but now she's the daughter. In other words, Jesus is saying, hey, you are back in the family. You are fully accepted. You are treasured. You are loved. You are out of isolation. You see, the real healing is never just physical. The healing and the life that we're really longing for, it comes from being restored back into relationship with God and with one another. Now, this whole encounter with Jesus and the woman, it leaves us with one really important question. Why did Jesus just notice the touch of the woman and not the others? Have you ever pondered that? There were many people pressing around Jesus. There were many people touching him. But we hear that immediately Jesus was aware when this woman touched him. There was something different about her touch. Why was it that only her touch released the power of God's healing? Now, the immediate answer, I suppose the obvious answer, is, well, she had great faith, and that's why. And that's true. She she clearly did have great faith, but there must have been more than that. Because the others there, they also, some of them at least, would have had faith in Jesus. They would have believed that Jesus could heal them too. They were reaching out to touch Jesus. There must have been something more than just faith. It seems to me that the reason why this woman accessed power from Jesus was because she knew that she was absolutely dependent on it. You see, her faith came out of a heart that was deeply surrendered. She wasn't just reaching out to Jesus for a favour, like we can do at times, right? But she was reaching out to him because she knew that she was powerless without God. Sometimes we can have faith in Jesus, we can reach out to Jesus, but still live as if we are the master of our own lives, can't we? We can still live as if, uh, you know, we're, we're God for ourselves. But after so many years of suffering, this woman had come to realize the truth that she really has no control, that she is absolutely reliant of God on God. And that, of course, is the truth for every one of us. It was this humble awareness of her dependence that automatically released the flow of God's power. Jesus didn't even need to decide to do it. It just happened. 
when she came with that kind of humble surrender, that awareness of her dependence and, and, and that, that reach of faith. So is that the kind of attitude in your heart when you come to Jesus? Do you come to God with that kind of dependence, that awareness of your dependence? Or perhaps do you just reach out for a favour like the others in the crowd? What we're getting at today really is, is the paradox which is at the very heart of the Christian life. See, on one hand, we are poor and we're powerless and we're dependent, right? There's no hiding from that. But on the other hand, at the same time, we can be spiritually rich and strong and full of potential. It seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? But both are actually true. We see this in, in all the saints. We can be both at the same time. St. Paul said it most clearly, I, I rejoice in my weakness. I, I, I rejoice in my dependence because I know that through that, I find my true strength. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, it means that your loneliness, your grief, your pain, your failing business, your um, illness, your problems at home, your struggle finding meaning and purpose, it means all of that are actually opportunities for you to access the infinite life and power of God. I know it sounds strange. That's not how we normally think, is it? We normally think they're all problems. But actually, they're opportunities for us to access the power of God. That's how God's love works. It meets us in our failure and our weakness and our lack, and it somehow turns all of that to new life. We just need to learn how to embrace our dependence on God and to reach out to Jesus from that place. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.